Welcome to Creating a Buzz About Health podcast with Paula Carnell. Hello. Today I'm going to talk about my experience at eating in a Michelin star restaurant. It was the first time I'd ever eaten somewhere like that. And I've eaten in some incredible places and really good food. So I'm not somebody who always looks for the stars. Um, but before we went to Santiago in Chile, we were watching things on YouTube and trying to find out what we should do, where we should go. And we'd been watching um, a series on Netflix called Somebody Feed Phil with Phil Rosenstahl, where he travels around the world, goes to cities and just eats. And he'd gone to Santiago and we'd watched it, um, you know, a year or so ago. And then we thought, actually, as we're going to Santiago, let's watch the episode again. So we watched it again. And there was a restaurant that really inspired me particularly. And Greg was also interested in, in one particular aspect of it. And it was where there was a chef who had this lamb and when Phil tasted the lamb he hardly had to say anything it was just his expression his face his mouth and then afterwards when he tried to describe it it was obviously the best lamb he had ever eaten and I know Mr C he loves his meat so I thought this will be a good place to go and eat and after he'd eaten the lamb he went into the restaurant and it turns out the chef actually has this um this laboratory where he experiments with food and he forages and he um, experiments with different types of food and different spices in this incredible laboratory. And Phil had tried all kinds of things and, and a lot of it was local fish and, and, you know, the provenance of the food is extraordinary and it was really important to have things that were special. But you're eating, um, you know, fruit that had grown a mould in it. You know, there, there was just incredible things that he had had done it really was creative and arty so we watched this series there was another restaurant called Maria Maria which is like a cafe in um, Valparaiso which we also went to and but in Santiago it was like no we've just got to go for it and go for this Barajo so I found them online was really excited found their website and you could reserve a table so because we were going a few days before the conference and we didn't know anything about Santiago and I knew we'd get busy once our friends arrived there. So it was a case of, well, let's book it on the Saturday night. And because it's a popular restaurant, you could only get a table at quarter past five, which suited us fine because we did not want to go with jet lag starting to eat a meal at eight o'clock at night. So we got a 5.15 table. Now, I'm going to be really honest here and give you some tips. So when you look online, it's part English and part Spanish, but you book your table and they do a tasting menu, 16 um, courses. And it's uh, I think it was one hundred and forty five US dollars each. And I thought, well, that sounds OK. But then underneath it, because we knew it would be a once in a lifetime meal and, you know, it would be good food. And you know, we don't know when we'll ever go to Santiago again. And we'd watched it by now. We'd watched it four times on the telly. And, and it was like, yeah, I really want to go to this place. I want to see what they're doing. I want to taste that lamb. Um, and I wanted to taste all the foraged foods, you know, really eat good food. And eating good food is so important to me. And I didn't know what else we'd be eating while we're in Santiago. So I thought I'm just going to have one amazing meal. So we um, so I booked the table. But then when you 
confirm the booking. It has the price of the 16, um, the taster menu. And then underneath it had wine tasting, which was $80. And then it had fruit juice tasting, $40. And it said eight pieces. So I thought, ah, so is that a smaller meal, but you get wine with it? which made sense. So just eight little courses with a glass of wine. And I thought, okay, so I ticked the wine menu. What I didn't realize until after we'd eaten was that the wine is in addition. So you get eight glasses of wine with your 16 course. So forgive me if you're used to Michelin star restaurants and you know how it works, but for us, that was a first. However, by the time I'd had eight glasses of wine and 16 courses of this incredible food in the most in, in, uh, just incredibly well serviced restaurant. The staff were unbelievable. The chefs, you could watch them. I mean, it really was like being in a, a theatrical production, it, you know, with art and set design. I mean, it was just phenomenal. It was a full on experience that you gladly hand over the money. <laughs> you know, It was like, oh, yeah, no problem. So we we arrive at 5.15 on our second day in um, Santiago. Now, we had met our friends a little bit earlier and um, we had had a glass of wine in the hotel. Now, I barely drink. I rarely drink and I might just have the odd drink. So but I knew we were in Chile and I thought, oh, yeah, yeah, we'll have to have wine. So actually, the eight glasses of wine, they were very generous glasses of wine and Although I did not misbehave, I certainly would have enjoyed it more if I hadn't drunk all the wine, if I'd only had a sip from each one. But the wines were all so good. Anyway, we sat at our table and we were given, there was this beautiful sort of menu, but it wasn't a menu. You open it up and it was a pop-up of the Andes and the mountains around Santiago. And then there were little... Um, there was little sort of indicators of where they sourced some of the food. So you knew exactly where things come from. So there's the Atacama Desert, there's the rocks, there's the central area, native forest, um, the Araucania, the um, the pre-Andes, the North Patagonia, the Andes and Patagonia. So they had this um, incredible, incredible booklet, which you know, they want you to take away with you. So I didn't just have to, to sneak it off. So it says in here, in an effort to show the momentum of the Chilean territory, we have brought you the best products from an unusual corner of the planet that we consider invaluable. Our tasting menus combine the best endemic produce from the Chilean territory in a permanent evolution throughout the year. So it's a set meal. You don't choose anything. They just bring out dish by dish. And it was phenomenal. And actually, when we left, after we paid, they gave us the list of everything we'd actually eaten. And I will share, I will do um, an Instagram post that will show some of the images because you, you just had to take pictures of this food. It was incredible. So, and what I couldn't believe, the reason I thought, oh my gosh, this is so synchronistic, they had no idea who I am or that there was an Apimondia going on in, in Chile. But this is what the first course was, a bee made of Chilean alfalfa and truffle. So there was this amazing black and white stripy bee with these um, sort of truffle wings, just delicate, like um, 
I suppose like a, a butterscotch or like a toffee, but it was savoury. So like a tomato, dried tomato, or, but it was see-through. It was incredible. It had these wings. So when the first dish came and it's a bee, I'm like, well, I'm obviously meant to be eating here. This is just incredible. And then we had sea urchins in the shell that were wrapped up with a piece of string and you just pulled the string and the urchin opened. And then there was a crumb that was just wiped around the inside of the shell. There was... Um, sauces there was it was just phenomenal absolutely phenomenal and every piece was art and we could sit at our table we had glass windows one side so we could look out and see the Andes and we could see the roast lamb so they have a lamb that's on a spit and they cook it with nothing over this fire but upright it's sort of on a it's sort of you know sprayed out they lay it flat in this you know, like you get um, um, a barbecue sort of grill that you can sort of clamp things in. It was like that. So it was on this sort of sprayed out split over this fire for 14 hours. And then as it cooks, they raise it up and they just use the juices they collect to put over the lamb. So nothing is on this lamb. And um, and we got to have some of the lamb. And because we did say that we'd seen them on Somebody Feed film, we we had come specifically for the lamb. They gave us a really generous portion of lamb, which was just as well with all the wine. Um, but yeah, it was just, it was art. It was performance. After about three courses, we had a tour of the kitchens and they had 15 chefs in there, delicately hand painting the inside of shelves, laying petals out around a plate um it, it was just mind-blowing every single dish was a piece of art and every single dish was so tantalizing to the taste buds there was so much you could taste there was so much going on it was mind-blowing and you knew that the food was pure you knew it was sustainably harvested you knew it was seasonal um and also it was so new and exciting with what they were doing with the food. The combinations of things were just mind blowing. And then we had eight of these wines. So every other course you'd have a, a wine waiter would come out and they would tell you the story of the wine and serve the wine. And of course, it matched perfectly with whatever you were eating. It really was mind blowing. And as I said earlier, it was like combining an amazing theatrical operatic production with an art exhibition with food so I can completely understand why they have the the Michelin staff so I'll just read through some of the things we had so we started off with a bee then we had loco and sea extract salad seasoned with sea stars um quinte sea urchin and beach maca green sauce or malva green sauce Oh, then we had three trees of Pitra, Puin and Puemo. And these were like these pasta sticks. So I couldn't eat those. But on top was what looked like a mushroom. But it was um, tomatoes that they had dried out to make a shell, like a little cup. And they put it upside down. But as you as you ate the cup at the bottom, there was a mixture of seafood. Some had mushrooms. So each one had a different um sort of texture a different consistency inside and you ate them one at a time and they were just mind-blowing just you know this wonderful delicate food um rock shrimp crudo and seaweeds extract ice brulee of matches pink clams and wild apples from patagonia so the wild apples were tiny they looked like um 
like black currants or radishes, tiny, tiny radishes. They were pale pink and white. Um, there was, um, oh, Koloff roots broth. So this massive seaweed was brought out, which has these big pipes. It looked like a bagpipe, really. I mean, it was huge. And what they do is they cook that for something like 16 hours to get this broth. And then that was served with seaweeds and rock plants. And that was incredible. You just sort of scooped things off the edge and had with the broth. So that was incredible. Um, a sea carrot custard cream. Lobster. Oh, gosh. The lobster from Juan Fernandez Archipelago cooked on a seaweed bladder. So they had this seaweed that had the um, a piece of lobster inside. So it was cooked and then you just scraped the inside of the um the inside of the seaweed. Now, everything that they harvest, all the clams, all the lobster, everything, they do it as sustainably, as kindly as they can. You know, there's so much cruelty now in in fish farming and in, in, you know, shellfish farming. So I had actually been at a stage where I was thinking I'm not eating shellfish anymore and, and not lobsters. And I didn't know what the menu was for this. So when the lobster came out, I was like, mm. but they told us, the whole life of, of everything that we were eating, you know, it really is working in alignment with nature. And I'm not a vegan. And I don't like to kill animals or anything without, well, I just don't want to kill anything. However, I do believe that everything has a role, there is a cycle of life. And I do believe that we have agreements with some animals to digest them, you know, for them to give us healing to give us um, well-being by eating them you know that is their purpose it is a, a soul level agreement so that's how I can comfortably eat animals that have been given a good life and have been given a, a swift and um, a thoughtful a mindful death so that is very important to me so this is one of the things you get when you go to somewhere like this you know that they thought this through and that was really much very much part of the agenda of the, the whole place and then we had um you know the wines well they were from um gosh we had a 2014 a 2009 2008 and it, it was just it was just perfect and when we came out it was still daylight. It was just starting to get dark. But it was like, wow, we've had a wonderful evening. We haven't been up too late. Um, we've had incredible food, an experience we will remember for the rest of our lives. So I don't know if I'll ever go to a Michelin star restaurant ever again, um, because it's it's something you, you need to prepare for, I think, financially and also for time. And I think I need to prepare myself, um, perhaps with, with drinking or, you know, I, I just can't drink that quantity of wine. Um, I do find that very difficult, but it was incredible. And I do not regret a single mouthful or a single moment of that night. And from, you know, every time you moved, the the waiters were there to pull your chair back in, you know, to, to give you your napkin again. The water we drank was rainwater harvested in Bolivia. You know, it, it was just phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal. So thank you very much to Somebody Feed Phil, because if we hadn't watched that, we would never have known about the restaurant. And um, 
you know, thank you to all of you and all of my customers, because if I didn't have my customers and if you weren't buying honey or buying my consultancy services or paying me to speak, I wouldn't be able to afford to have such an experience. So I'm very, very grateful. And that's why I feel I need to share it with you, because if you don't ever get that experience, then maybe by me sharing a little bit with you, um, you can feel that you've you've experienced it, too. So that was our trip to Barajo in Santiago. And wow, it was just a great start to our conference of Apamondia. So thanks very much for listening. If you know anyone who's been there or if you would like to go there or if you've been there, please comment um, wherever you can find my, my YouTube or on the website and just let us know your thoughts or send me a direct message. So thank you very much. And um, until next time, bye. This podcast has been produced and edited by the wonderful B. Brooke, and the music was created especially for me by Raya. Thank you very much. You have to become yourself. Join us Open next time on heart. Creating a Buzz Open About Health heart. podcast with Paula Carnell. Buzz you later.